Hey, it's the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 123, talking about highlights from the Insta Summit, which is about Instagram for the church. Megan, the Insta Summit is over. Well, it is and it isn't. There's still people watching it. I'm watching the meter right now and it's capped at 100% bandwidth still. That's crazy. And man, you did a fantastic job running the Insta Summit. It was so well done. You had amazing speakers. Your Q&As that you did, your like lunch and learns that you did was like a great addition to it. And it was really fantastic. If you haven't watched it, you got to get that replay pass because it was it was dope. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's theinstasummit.com if you want to get the later pass and go watch on demand. Uh like a lot of people apparently are doing right now, which is really cool. I'm hoping they're yeah. sharing all this with their staff. Like they're, they're, t- they're teaching, they're using it to talk to their pastor or their you know social team or their volunteers. And I'm hoping that they get that later pass and do that. Cause it's, I'll, I'll agree with you, man. This, the speakers that we got really brought it with mm-hmm. incredible content. I, I was kind of hoping for about 80% of what I got. And you got way more than that. I was yeah. telling you it was before we started recording, I watched a, um, like a summit, uh, early, a few weeks ago that was by a really, really well-known company. We won't name names here, mm-hmm. really well-known company, but, um, that does really fantastic. Their whole thing is about social media. And I was really, really impressed with the, our speakers and how well their video quality was and their audio quality and their content, mm-hmm. like what they gave was just on a significantly higher scale than what I see some like professional businesses doing. Yeah. So yeah, knocked it out of the park. Yeah. It was, Home it, was run. it was, it was so good. They did so well. And I'm so, so thankful for all those people that, you know, pretty much everybody that I talked to, it, this is a fun fact. If you're interested in trivial trivia here, I love um, fun facts. Um, when I, when I ask all those speakers to speak, I reached out first through Instagram to make sure that they would respond. And only the ones that responded through Instagram are the ones that I really asked to, to speak to this conference because that's it's an, inte- it's an integrity move for me. Sure. You know, it's like, I don't want you to speak at my conference because you're good at social. I want you to speak at my conference because you're using Instagram and you're using the, the features. Be used. Yeah. And so everyone that spoke responded on Instagram and then we might've taken it to email cause I had a lot to give them, you know, for details and stuff. But, uh, I wanted to make sure that first, you know, con- connection was through Instagram DMS and, and I even sent like a, a one minute voice message with all the details that I recorded specifically for each one mm-hmm. each time. So I just went through and was like, Hey, it's Seth. I wanted to let you know that I'm doing this thing for church comms and went on the whole spiel. <clears throat> and then I would text uh, af- something afterwards, like, this is an invite to speak at a conference. Please respond, you know, cause sometimes they won't listen to them if they don't know who you are. And so, um, it, well, that, it worked. It, it worked it pretty worked. good. Yeah. Yeah. Next, next time we do one, I'm, I'm hoping we can expand it and, you know, bring in some even more, even more like business people and, you know, that are, mm-hmm. that might even, you might even know, uh, in the, in the, uh, secular world, I like the word secular in the secular world, in the secular oh, world. That's uh that's a fun word. Anyway, um, the, the conference I thought went really well. And again, it's, it's still available. You can always get that later pass and just go watch it. Um, 
it was it was great. Um, I think churches are really going to pivot onto Instagram a little bit better now. And I love that the content that we we shared with them pointed them in a direction I think is healthy for social media. It's not just here's how to make a bunch of stuff. It was very healthy, philosophical as well as how to uh, of what Instagram should be for your church. Um, okay. Big big overarching ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I did a Q and A. And this is the biggest one. And the types of questions I got were a wide range of questions. Um, But the majority of those questions were questions that were surprising to me because it, because of how, and I don't mean to throw anybody under the bus. This is, I'm just reporting here. They were very basic questions about Instagram. Um, And you know, what that told me is my suspicion was kind of true about how churches are interacting with Instagram is that we're just not. We, we just yeah. don't really know how this thing works and how to use it well to connect with people. And um, that's, why, that's why I thought the conference was so necessary and why, you know, I'm thankful that Kenny, Jang, and Katie Allred of Church Communications contacted me to ask me to help put this thing on uh, in the name of Church Communications, you know, being better across the nation. So I was really, I'm really thankful for those guys. So super shout out to those guys um, at Church Communications. But um, the the Q&A revealed like how necessary this really was, how timely it was, Um, because those questions were very simple. Amy Cottle, who was with Fish Hook, she spoke on the last day. She said Mm -hmm. something that along those lines, she said she sees churches using Instagram in one of three ways. Either they're not using it at all, mm-hmm. yeah. they're using it, or they're using it to, they're putting all of their eggs in the youth ministry basket. Yep. Or they're using it just to share like inspirational Canva graphics. Yeah. Or and, announcements. And by putting eggs in the youth ministry, you mean they just have an Instagram for just their youth ministry? They just do it. They right. just use social media, Instagram for youth. Right. Like they have a youth ministry account and that's about it. So. Yeah. Like none of those, none of those are really the most effective way Mm -hmm. to engage your audience. Right. And and what's funny is that, um, one of the questions I got was how do you share things on Instagram? And that really told me a lot about, um, our lack of use of stories because Mm -hmm. most of the share features really have to do with stories. And there were so many that were like, I'm, shocked that you can even do that. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. Like really? So that's why I did the lunch and learn on the last day to say, here's three ways to share things on Instagram because that's, that's kind of where we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a super helpful way of not only getting in front of new people, uh, engaging your followers and, you know, just really being personal. So I, I well, thought, here's the, here's the thing. If you don't, if you, if these are questions that you yourself are asking, like, don't beat yourself up about that. No, like not at all. Majority of majority of people whose job it is to run a social media account or run communications, like we've never done this before. We've mm-hmm. never, we don't have marketing degrees. We don't have, yep. you know, we didn't work for Google for six years before coming on staff at our church. Or so if it is even somebody's main job, like usually it's not somebody that is super experienced with marketing. So like, it's okay to have this steep learning curve. Like you're yeah. not alone in that. Um, or it's like your sixth hat that you're wearing. You yeah. have five other jobs that you have to do. So there's only so much time. And that's what this, that's what things like this Insta Summit is for. It is right. to take that learning curve and shorten it and learn from really, really great people that have been in your shoes and um, equip you to do what you 
what you need to do, you know? Absolutely. I'm glad you said that because that's, that's one of the big takeaways over the whole thing that I felt I got from the speakers is that it was an understanding that everyone's in a different place <clears throat> and there's kind of something for everybody at the summit, but it was a, um, stop looking at what everyone else is doing yeah. in the church and, and look at like businesses and see what they're doing. Entrepreneurs, uh, influencers, and learn from the people who are using the platform the best, not who have the biggest church attendance. And, right. and that was a big factor in, you know, who we picked for the summit as well. You know, we had some, some big names and some small influencers and they also divided up like there's different types of influencers as micro influencers and macro. I heard that a couple of times that I love that. Yeah. One of the biggest things I was like, I didn't even really think about that, that I learned was that a, a, a user with less than a hundred followers probably has more engagement most impact engagement. than any other size group, you know, like 10,000 people. I was like, that's kind of true. Oh, snap. Because there's yeah. no, I mean, the algorithm's going, let me show this to your followers. Well, there's not many to choose from. I'm only going to show it to 30. You've got 50. So why don't we just show it to everybody? You know, it's like really easy to see that impact um, of how you, it's just, and it's like, of course, I missed the math on that. I, I don't ever think about math and how that figures out, but. Numbers are sense. hard. Yeah, numbers are hard. Yeah. Math is tough. I went to art school. Numbers are hard. <laughs> yes. For real. I uh I didn't I didn't go to art school, but I went to other things that had nothing to I do with it. Went to other things. I went to other things. <laughs> um so here my big takeaways are this. Just I'll yeah. run down the list real Hit fast. Me. Instagram has to become a place where you personally interact with people. That was said over and over. Um stories are where it's at was kind of the overarching theme. If you're not using stories, you're missing how to be personal on Instagram. And uh, the other big thing I kind of concluded myself from what I'm, I was hearing from the questions and the reactions and the talks themselves was, I think we're overthinking social media, Instagram in particular, a lot. We're overthinking how to like, and maybe overthinking is not the right word. Maybe we're thinking too hard about the wrong things on social media, especially in a time like now when so much of our life is forced online. Um, like maybe we're trying to, we're currently concerning ourselves too much with strategy and best practice and yeah. less with building relationships and just like doing what meets people where they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're, we're we've come to a point now where the church comms culture is pretty saturated with information and how to. You know, and I've been part of that. So have you. We've, we're part of companies that do that and help. To, and yeah. the whole point is to help communicators do this better. But we don't all agree. And so there's a lot of different perspectives on that, and which can be confusing. And then you start to subscribe to certain viewpoints or whatever. And at the end of the day, I think a lot of church leaders who are not in communications and, and having saying this, I've, I've been a pastor, youth pastor, worship pastor, I know how this goes, is that there is a comparison game with other churches of how we should do this because we don't have context, right, for um, for some of that. So um, there is that pressure to look at what other churches that are big or that we envy, uh, which is ultimately kind of what I, th what I think that is, mm -hmm. um, is that we envy these churches and want to be like them. And so we get our best practices based on what we see working for them without ever thinking really 
if that's the best thing for us to do. I, I think honestly, it just, we're overthinking in that sense because it's just crushing our create our creative ability to reach people. Well, uh, yeah, I, that was what probably one of my biggest takeaways was that we need to stop copying other churches, be mm-hmm. inspired by them, yeah. but stop copying Who said that? them. Who said Amy that? Amy said that. Did Amy, Amy that did. Yeah. Back to Amy. I, I, I know so good. good. Yeah. And Holly said, Holly Hall Tate, who works for Vane de Blumen, said that, um, and I thought this was really good too. She said, there's no such thing as a social media expert. That's true. Because it changes so fast. Mm-hmm. It's constantly changing. Every audience is so unique. And put those two ideas together, sure, there's best practices. Like, you know, if you post at 7 a.m. and your audience is mostly 22, you're probably not going to have a ton of people see it right away, right? Like, yeah. there's, I mean, but then again, you might be like, well, that's an un- that's a unusual time. So maybe it will get pushed to them. Something there's, so many, yeah. there's so many things out there. The best thing for you to do is learn how to use analytics. Mm-hmm. Learn how to use your personal analytics do A-B tests, run things at different times, run different, same content, different times, which one goes better? And just take notes. Yeah. Like, take notes on what works for you and your audience. Yeah. Your audience might love things that you post at 7 a.m. Who knows? <laughs> it's 7 I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. You know? That's super early. Um, <laughs> You're like, uh, is, that, seven, is that like even a part of the day? <laughs> the mention of 7 a.m. was like, People do, people get up at that time. <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. Um, sorry, I'm a leftover youth pastor. I'm just never going to change, I think. But um, one of the things I wish I had said, kind of along those lines, is that if you are going to work, look at other churches, the churches you should be looking at right now are the ones that have never had a building. The, how are they, that are doing it well. Now, if they're doing, they've never had a building and they're ignoring social media, don't, don't do that. But if they're, mm. if they're a church that is trying, it's really doing pretty well on social, they've been pretty consistent. Um, look at what they're doing. Cause they, they don't have a building and like a church plant, like a church plant, uh, maybe meets in a school. Yeah. Um, you know, those kinds of places. Um, take a look, follow them on Instagram and look at what they're doing because yeah. these are people that, have never had the trappings of trying to get people to really show. Well, that's not true. They're trying to get people to show up, but their Instagram right now has, is probably been swapped over to something a little more because they're flexible. That's the whole point is that they're typically more flexible because they know, even though they are meeting in a building, that's not their building. And if they're in a school, especially they know at any time, the whole thing could just change. So it's very, very flexible, very fluid. Um, that's why we wanted Bo Coffin to talk too about repurposing content. It's what he did, but, um, he's from life church. They do, do a ton of church plants and mobile church setups. And so watching those churches, Instagram accounts and social media accounts is really, is really, um, informative for a time like now for churches to think about. So I would say, if you're going to look at a church, look at a church that has a context of, of what matches yours at least a little bit. You know, if mm-hmm. you're a mega church, you can look at other mega churches, but if you're a thousand people, don't look at Hillsong and go, let's do that. You know, it just, it doesn't make sense. They're, they're not even in the same country as you probably. So, uh, you know, there, I think there's just so much that we're overthinking and trying to, to strive for that doesn't really translate. Um, what I hope churches get is a return from this desire to produce something that looks right to them, 
mm. and, and come back to a tenacity for reaching people with the gospel that will say, let's do what works because this is important. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's this level of pressure as a church yeah. um, when it comes to social media to only really communicate and say and do things that are going to, you know, quote unquote, move the needle mm-hmm. with faith. Um, but that but needle's the thing not that we have to take faith. a look at with that is that you have to have a relationship first. Yeah. Like you have to build a relationship with someone to move the needle with faith. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if the only time you communicate with a friend is when you're asking them these deep, deep heartfelt questions, they might stop coming around if you're not willing to like pick up a basketball or yeah. grab a cup of coffee. Like, yeah. Man, if every time I come talk to you, you have a box of Kleenexes ready and some scripture verses, <laughs> I'm gonna like I'm gonna stop showing up as much because this is yeah. this is a lot. You know, you're intense, <laughs> like, man. What's what's your name? <laughs> like, <laughs> why did you hand me these Kleenexes? Can you like give me a coffee first? Yeah, and those those deep questions that we try to ask on so, on social are always like, "Hi, I'm Seth. You want to get married?" Yeah, you know exactly. Like, what? Yeah, so like we just Slow gotta take. Up. There's just pressure that we need to just like drop. We need to let that go for a while and know that it's okay to be silly and goofy and do something that feels pointless Mm -hmm. because it connects with people and it creates community and it draws them in. Yeah. Which is. And everybody's going to have a Karen in the comments that just, you know, to ask, why are we doing this? And ignore your Karens. Gosh, they cannot dictate our policies. So anyway, Sorry let's talk to about named Karen. We love yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. Um, well, let's talk about some of the, some of the talks and just mm-hmm. kind of review some of the points and things that they, they hit on that were really, really good. Um, you, you go first. What, what were some of your favorites? Me go first. Okay. Yeah. So I, the first one that I want to talk about was Dustin, Dustin Stout. God yeah. love him. Love that guy. I just do. He's fantastic. He spoke at that church conference last year and um, he's an entrepreneur. He's had a ton of experience with um, communications and social media, both inside and outside the church. So it's always really fun to hear from people that have kind of like, you know, had their feet in both Mm -hmm. ponds. Is that a thing? Is that a phrase? It can be. Both ponds, you know, (laughs) both ponds, if you will. Um, but he, his whole talk was about using hashtags to reach your community, which, man, if there is anything that gets my gizzard, <laughs> gets my, gets my goat, it's the, it's the using 30 hashtags on your Instagram post. Or, like, I, I had a church that wanted to create a unique hashtag for every single thing that they did. Mm. And you're just like, but that's not how that works, though. Like. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the idea behind that, but it doesn't, that just doesn't work. So yeah, his, um, I, I loved how he divided up the hashtags. Oh yeah. I thought that was cool. So he talked about, he grouped them to high volume, mid range and niche. So like mm-hmm. high volume be like over a hundred thousand niche being like under a hundred or under a thousand, which would be like your personal branded hashtags and the mid range and everything in between. Yeah. And he said he created like folders. Yeah, he did. That's why I do for too. all of these. So organized. Yeah, I, I create. I have like a little note on my on my phone, like Notepad. So mm-hmm. I have one for hashtags where I group them together as like, if I'm sharing one type of content, I've got these 
that I've looked up and researched and that I know are working right now. And about every 30 days I look through them and go, are these still what I want to do? Are these good? Mm -hmm. You know, and then I can copy and paste those and it's not a full 30. It might be 15 or 20 because, because that's, and that's the thing. You just want the valuable ones. It's like you can get more if you fill out full 30 and that's great. But sometimes, like I realized I was using a hashtag that had been flagged the other day. Um, I had a meeting with someone in a, in a firm and was, we were talking about my Instagram cause I'm getting, you know, advice on mine too and trying to learn to do better and, and grow. And, um, she was like, uh, you know, you're using a hashtag that's been flagged by Instagram. I was like, no, did not. It's, it's hashtag IG. I'm not supposed to use that one. And oh, I was no. like, okay, well, I'm going to go take that out of there. Cause that could be hurting the, the rate, you know, the reach of that post. Anyway, so that's why you got to, you have to search those as well as for, especially your youth group to make sure they are, you know, that the other stuff that's using that hashtag is something that if they clicked on, it would not be, yeah, would not be a phone call with a parent or something. Oh my gosh. Uh, It could be really rough. I had a, we had a teaching series one time that was something about marriage and like marriage growth or something. I don't remember, but it was something that was like. The teaching series made sense, but the hashtag was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. we cannot use that. <laughs> yep. Yep. That, that mm-hmm. does not work. Yeah. There was Quick, ch- remove, remove. I had a church once that um, their youth group was doing an event and they wanted to call the event and use the ha- same hashtag movement. And I was like, okay, let's search that. And I was like, this is a bad idea, guys. <laughs> See, that's a good point to search the hashtag before you just drop it in. Search it, search it. Search it, search the hashtag. Yeah, he talked about a radio station. Do you remember the radio station? W-I-I-F-M. What does that mean? What's in it for me, radio? Yes, that's so good. (laughs) That's how your content has to be focused. What's in it for them? What's in Mm -hmm. That's how people are coming to your your content going, what's in this for me? Why do I care? Yeah. And, oh, you go to our church and you attend. That's not enough reason. It's just not. That's the whole using social media as a telephone versus a megaphone thing. Mm -hmm. If all you're doing is talking about yourself, eventually someone's going to, people are going to tune you out. Yep. Yeah. Because I'm not on social media because I want to learn, learn about, you know, how great you are. I want you to tell me how great I am. Yeah. I need, I need that. I'm on social media for an endorphin rush, not for, (laughs) you know. Yep. And it's important to think about that. Um, One of my favorite talks was Haley's. I, love, oh, Haley I also Va- love her. Haley I, mean, I Vituris, love all these people. Haley Vituris is Instagram queen, right? Yes. In the church world. Yes. Her, her talk was a case study on how they used influencers. And there was a lot of talk about influencers on, um, on at the summit. Um, yeah, I was really happy to see how many people were talking about influencers. Because mm-hmm. I think that's something we don't, you don't, we don't, under, we don't understand how to move that from, you know, a business yeah. What was the word you used earlier? Um, for I've used a lot of words so far. I'm not sure no. <laughs> which ones you're in re- you're referring to. Uh, <laughs> secular. Secular. Secular world. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that word. We don't. We, that's something we don't understand how to move from the secular world to the church world. Right. How to use influencers? I see that question come up a lot. And it, it's crazy because again, like I said, we're overthinking it. It's kind of mm-hmm. common sense. It's like you look in your in your crowd and go, who has a lot of followers? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing you used to do as a youth group, which I don't like this, but you know, you, you go and say, let's get the athletes and the cheerleaders and they'll bring all the other kids. And it's like, 
while that's an elitist kind of move, you know, Instagram has kind of proof in the pudding with followers and influence. You can tell who people listen to, um, you know, and it's kind of, kind of along those same lines. You just find those people who really understand the platform. And that's honestly what you're looking for is those that love your church and understand the platform and really kind of any number of followers can be an influencer. Right. Right. So what were some of the things that stood out to you from her talk? Um, her talk was good because, um, she definitely helped you divide up, um, the, 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 the type of influencer, <clears throat> right. The, uh, the big time influence, because they, they go they're uh, she's out in California and they have some pretty famous people that show up at their church. Um, they're at uh, Bayside church and you know, it's a bigger church and a lot of, they had a couple of professional athletes and people show up and so they'd leverage that. And so I'm sure a regular, you know, size church, regular size, like, you know, smaller church would look at that and go, well, An we, average can't, size church. we can't do that, you know? Um, but the, the, the principles are there that guess you can, like for you, if you have, 200 people in your church, an influencer in your church is somebody on Instagram that might have 150 followers and a lot of them will go to your church. So right. that's a, that's a strong influencer for you. You right. know, it's like you could, that that's basically a celebrity version. Cause you're not trying to be a global church, right? You're not trying to be like, you know, Saddleback or, you know, Willow Creek or life church or elevation, you know, that has this global following. Uh, you are trying to reach as many people as you can, but God's not bringing that many people to you. Do with do what you can with what you have, right? So yeah. find those. Inf- I love that that was a big part of her talk is that it yeah. was, here's how we did this with different levels of influencers. That was really helpful. Yeah, I think that's really, I think that's something that, you know, we could all learn from. We all need that understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, another talk I really like, I think Rob's talk, Rob Lauder was really good. Bro. His video Bro. was, was really top notch as well. Oh my gosh. I've, I, I mean, I just, I, I recorded mine here on my little laptop <laughs> and Rob just has, he just, I mean, he could basically, he could run a shop. Mm-hmm. He has so much and it's, it just looked awesome. And he's doing all of these fancy cut-ins with, mm-hmm. with like him recording himself, recording, <laughs> he's yeah. recording himself recording. And it's just like, yeah. And, and, and his talk kind of needed to be that his, his was all about like how to get the best shots. Right. And yeah, so how to use, was it how to use photography with your mobile phone? That was it. It was, it was how to get the best type of best photos with, you know, cheap gear basically mm-hmm. with stuff you can use with your, your smartphone and, you know, some cheap gear like lenses and lights and microphones and things like that that you can use to do um, pretty much anything you want to do. And it was so good because none of those things were super expensive. I think everything on that list was under 200 bucks each, you know, which is, which can be a lot for some, but thinking about how it, you know, could spend thousands of dollars on high, high, high gear, Um, you know, you, it's so much better and and what he got, he's using to, to film that. Right. So the fact that it was the best looking one and he used all that to film it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was just awesome. Now I will say some, he did shoot on a DSLR, I'm sure, but. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But, but everything else he was using was what he was talking about. The thing that I loved about Rob's was that not only did he tell you about what worked, but he showed you how to use it. Yes. 
like he talked about some apps that were really great. Mm-hmm. And then he did like a screen share of, Hey, this is what the app looks like. And yeah. this is how to change the ISO. And this is how to change mm-hmm. the, you know, give it more stability. And it was just, it was super, it was really great advice. And it was also really practical stuff that I, you know, and photography, I think if there's anything, I, I interviewed uh, Ryan Wakefield recently, I had a conversation with him. And he said, the number one thing that he thinks churches need to improve on that we, that we need to be better at is photography. Yeah. He said, hands down, photography makes all the difference in the world. And if we don't have good photography, then we can't, we can't communicate. And if we can't communicate, we can't build relationships. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, 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 and Instagram so is more like, geared towards yeah. that. It's not, it's not really made for graphic design as much as it is photography, you know, and, right. if, and if you're doing graphic design and you, and you do better to integrate that with photography than to, this is kind of how I think about it. If you've got a photo, you're good on Instagram. If you've got a photo that's good, you're good. If you've got a photo with graphic design mixed in, you're good. If you've got graphic design, you're less. I mean, unless you're a pro designer, right? what do you, well, what, I mean, it's I guess, hard to, to really get new followers with that. Just that. That's my thinking. Yeah. So it's, uh, we talked about this on one of our previous episodes when we talked about Instagram accounts that we really liked. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, you had one in particular that had a photo that had like handwritten lyrics on it. Yeah. You're like, okay, that's clutch, right? Because that yeah. stops the scroll. You want to read it. Like mm-hmm. uh, Dave Adamson does that a lot. He'll take a picture and like mark it up. Yeah. And um, write really small too. So you have to stop and zoom in yeah, and take and some zoom time in. on it. And you're telling the algorithm, I like this. I'm really interested. I'm even zooming I'm in. look at this for a long time. So you'll see more of it. He's so tricky like that. It's so tricky. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But yeah, same idea. Right. But if you get it, if you get really good graphic design, like I, I highlighted a guy that I discovered um, recently. His name's Rob Russo. And his, his Instagram account is Russo Creates. Um, and I highlighted something he did on the Insta Good Show that I do in the church comms Facebook group. And he's very high design, but he also integrates some photography into it. And his design is just fantastic. So even if he just goes with a design, you will want to stop for that. But dude, the level you have to get to with graphic design is so much higher, I think, to stop the scroll than the level you have to get to with a good photo. That's fair. I mean, that's that's really what I'm saying. And if you add graphic design, that's good on top of photography, it boosts everything up. I think, I think that's just, that's really what I'm trying to say. So I think that, um, you know, with Rob, what he's doing, he's church photographer's guy. So if you want to learn more about photography, follow everything Rob Lauder does. His last name is spelled like the word laughter. So hard to, hard to find him. But, uh, if you don't know that. He has a um, church photography Facebook group too. Yeah. And an Instagram account, church photographers yeah. where he just basically highlights other churches doing photography. That's really good. Um, okay. Well, let, let's move on. Uh, there's so many other things we want to cover. Uh, talk to me about Amy. Talk to me. Yeah. Okay, we, we, we already covered Amy, Amy a little. We, I mean, we've already talked about Amy but a ton, let's, but let's go into deep detail here. She was, she was really good. Let's keep talking about Amy. Yeah. So Amy <laughs> Cottle, she's with fish hook. Um, again, she spoke on day three, so what she talked about, again, we've mentioned a couple of people. Haley talked about this, what she said, what churches can learn from Instagram influencers. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I mean, she, she's just fantastic. 
But um, she said, well, she said a few things that really stood out to me. So one of the things that she said was that churches are really just copying what other churches and do it, are doing. And instead, we need to be inspired by it. Mm-hmm. And we need to look at, at influencers for inspiration because they're changing the game when it comes to building relationships and building businesses. Yeah. Um, and she's spot on. She's absolutely right. I love doing case studies of, of people that are gaining these massive followers and asking why and how. Like, you are a mom that is at home with your kids all day, and yet you have 500,000 people following you, watching how you're folding laundry today. What are you doing mm-hmm. that is drawing these people in to build a relationship with you? It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, that, that's why I did my talk on The Rock. Yeah. His Instagram. I used his his Instagram as a case study kind of thing for looking at one of these influencers. He's like the third largest Instagram account, highest paid actor in Hollywood uh, right now, and does so many different things. And you're like, you can see through his Instagram account why his account's so good is because it's so personal. He's an influencer and he's leveraging what he is doing with his audience in, in a way that like Amy was describing what we should model, right. um, you know, and it's like that, well, I resonate with Amy's talk a lot because that's, oh God, she told you how to do it, what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm showing you kind of what that might look like. So connecting those dots was, was good for me because I got to watch hers first before I did mine. And I was like, I think I'm going to oh, go nice. do that. And I was like, I'm just going to do that for my talk. And so she kind of inspired me to, to go look and, I got to go with the rock, but, yeah. uh, her talk was, you know, she talked a lot about, um, how, what makes them there with a large audience authentic. Yeah. The, one of the reasons their audience is so big is because they're authentic. Yeah. And a lot of people could argue, well, isn't Instagram super curated? It's like, you know, mm-hmm. the picture perfect stuff. And she said, yes, but what they're able to do is they're both to be, they're able to be both aspirational and authentic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Insta stories come in, right? Like the news sure. feed is is a lot more curated and the stories are 100% raw behind mm-hmm. the scenes. L- listen, you, I just, yeah. and they'll reference, I just posted this beautiful picture. This is what the rest of my house looks like right now. <laughs> nice. And I love that. I love that. Like it brings you into the, the realness mm-hmm. and the humanity of the beautiful curated images, which I also want to see. Yeah. Like they're able, and she kind of, this reminded me of like what it's like as a, uh, how we could do this as a church. She, and I don't remember exactly how she said it. I'm going to probably butcher it because she words things so well. But she said, they're able to show you what things could be like while also communicating what it really is like. Mm-hmm. And I think about that as like followers of Jesus, like we are commissioned to be ambassadors and representatives of what earth should look like yeah of what being what the kingdom of god on earth should look like like our our homes our personal relationships our spheres are is an opportunity for us to show this is what heaven on earth looks like it could look like while also being like the and this is where i fall short in it yeah you know and like that's how our church's instagram should look it should be like this is what heaven on earth should look like and this is where we fall short on it and this is why we need jesus yeah and that should come pretty naturally to us i mean it's very it's very odd to me how many barriers there are to doing that on social for us i think we've learned how to do social 
Um, and this is one of the things Joanna LaFleur said then in her talk that I just, I was like, this is great. Um, is she said that whenever we get a new medium that emerges like TV, when it emerged, radio was the major medium. We always try to make the new medium work like the old medium did. And so when radio first came out, mm. there were three major stations and they were basically filming themselves talking on the radio. And, and that just didn't really, yeah, it, it, they did some other things too, but like, uh, there was still this mind shift of, they can see you now that had to happen, you know, as you're on TV <laughs> and, you know, cause they do all these radio shows. Like I remember the, the, the Superman show is one of the early, you know, radio shows where there were sound effects and people in the studio and, you know, voice actors and it was live and it was this exciting 30 minute show about Superman, his adventures, et cetera, way back when radio was all you had. Then TV comes out and they start filming that and people were kind of like, okay, I can mm. see home dude in the back with a little xylophone making the noise, you know, or whatever it was. It ruined the... It kind of ruined it, you know? Yeah. And so they were like, how do we, how do we translate this into something? So they had to get like, we have to pretend like we're Superman, you know, we have to act, you know? And, uh, and so it, they started to figure it out. And I think Instagram's the same way. It's like, we can't think about Instagram like, um, like we've thought about other platforms and social media in general we can't think about like we have thought about other ways to get things out there like billboards we've always had that com that comparison of um you know social media is not a billboards coffee shop kind of thing that's something bo coffrin at life church has always said that stuck with me and just that's that's kind of where we are i think with instagram is we're trying to figure out how to use instagram but we've been just posting from what we've been wanting to put on facebook we just throw that on instagram and that's not yeah. how Instagram works. Right. You know? Yeah. And the way you use Facebook and the way you use Instagram, the way you use Twitter. Very different. Very different. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, if you, we can't see how it's personal or relational because we've been using it in a way that's not personal and relational, yeah. you know, and we've trained ourselves to use it that way and think that's what it's for. And I guarantee those that are not in this space, listening to other people talk about it, who are really smart with social media or, or growing their social media feeds, which is why we need to look at influencers is that they're probably basing their understanding of what you're doing as a communicator. And this could be like your lead pastor or whoever that really doesn't care about social, mm -hmm. but their whole idea of what this is, is based on a previous medium and how it worked, mm -hmm. you know, and that might be the big gap between I'm trying to get things done, but always getting blocked kind of mentality that sometimes we hear in the church comms world is that we haven't, help them bridge that gap between that's not what this is, you know, because they've seen it work so many other, so that used that way so much already that they think that's, that this billboard kind of mentality is what it, what it is. So anyway, I could rant on that all day, but Amy's talk think, was great. For I, I think just a little, like a little caveat to that. One thing that attention or a, a problem, I guess that I always felt in that when I'm running a church, account is mm -hmm. that it's difficult it is difficult on on some levels to be personal when you are a church a, a church versus a person that's true right that's fair so like as an influencer i can tell you my name i can tell you what i had for breakfast mm -hmm. i can be very specific and and super personal as a church those things are a little more ambiguous and yeah. they're not necessarily they're not going to be as specific right right they're going to be more holistic what, so one thing that's always helped me, and I'd love to hear if you had things that has helped you to make your church accounts more personal. One thing I did for my head just to help me like mentally get past some of this stuff was I created a personal persona for my church. Yes. Like 
this is because people will people, whether they have this in their heads or not, whether it's subconscious, they have an idea of your, the persona of your church. They just might not know what that is. So like your church is edgy or your church is safe or your church is welcoming. Like they have those descriptors. And so I, I just literally, I had a, a fake human mm-hmm. that I thought this is Kevin. And this is what Kevin would say. And this is what Kevin would do. And this is how Kevin would respond. And this is the way Kevin would comment. And I would respond as Kevin because Mm -hmm. that just made me feel like I could be more personal as opposed to the pressure of like, oh, I'm a a whole church. Yeah. It's kind of a reverse persona where it's like you, this is who I want to be online. And I think that needs to get fueled by your, your church values it honestly comes a lot from the personality of your pastor mm-hmm. um, because that needs to connect when they show up in person or show up to your mm-hmm. live stream. And you're like, this doesn't seem like the right, the right place. You know, yeah. um, I think yeah. that's all it, it needs to match. Yeah. It really, sure. I think that's really important. So it's not as hard to do that as we think. We just don't think about doing it. I, I think that's very true. And you're right. Cause as an organization, it's hard to be personal. And I think that's why for me, what's always helped me is this phrase is faces, not, not spaces is that that's kind of the guiding rule. It's not always true, but it's the guiding rule I have for when we put things on social and on Instagram is a very visual platform. Um, nobody's denying that it's visual and you know, the quality we can talk about, but the, nobody's denying it is visual. So video pictures, it needs to have a face, you know, that person. And, you know, honestly, I, I hear this one. This is one of the questions too, is like, um, as a communication director, can you put yourself in front of the camera for the church? Or does it have to be the pastor every time or somebody on staff? Like I have thoughts on that. What, what do you think about that? Well, that's a good question. I think that for I, the way I would answer that is I think that totally depends on your church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you definitely need I, to have clearance and talk to people about it, whatever you decide. Yeah. Yeah. And like what makes sense for your, the way your staff is laid out. So, um, when as a communications director at a at a multi-site, I very rarely put myself there mm-hmm. and like in a like for people to see me. There would be some there would be some instances like when we launched a campus and I needed somebody to like introduce this is what this is what we're doing here. Like this is the opening day, then I would do that. But for the most part, I would make it about other people and I would mm-hmm. incorporate a bunch of faces. I would incorporate other staff. Um, I never wanted the accounts to feel like me, but I think having people on it is important. So I would interview people. Like I would, I'd be the person behind the camera interviewing people. I very rarely did like selfie videos, Mm -hmm. but that's because nobody, you know, it was a larger church with like 50 staff members and and more. Um, And so it just, it just felt a little odd. Like to have a random person that's never on stage on our social media accounts, like it felt, it felt more appropriate to have the people on our stages on our public accounts. Right. For I, that, I agree for that with that. I, and that, that's how and I kind of did it too. Me, if people knew me, if it was a one campus, then for sure, I would absolutely do that and feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of kept it with that rule as well. I tried not to be in front of the camera as much as I could. And, but the thing is I felt free to be in front of the camera if I needed to be. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it's like I knew in my, superiors knew that I was going to jump in there if I needed to. Um, cause I'm very comfortable on, on camera and I was decent at it. You know, um, I've done this before. I was a youth pastor. I used to speak every week, you know, in front of people I'm comfortable on the mic. 
but um, I wanted to highlight the people in my church more than I wanted to be in front of the church. Like that was yeah. always my, my goal is to find someone that could say things if I needed them to. So our, our central office was at one campus. So typically it always ended up being somebody I could grab at that campus, which um, wasn't always great, but um, because it was just one campus, not showing the whole campus, all the other campuses. But um, I think that's something everyone needs to think about is like, what is the, what is our decision on whether or not I can do that? Because here's the thing, if you're a pastor and you're listening, you're like, I don't want my social media person to be in front of it. Well, then you need to help them find somebody that can be. And, and I think it should be you. Yeah. Or uh, make yourself available. Yeah. I, I think, I think you should be available for that kind of at a drop of a hat to do something quick. Um, because this is your church, this is your ministry and you should be the one talking to them and you can do that online every day as much as you want. And so right. if you got a social media director that's setting you up for better success by asking you to be vi in videos a lot, you don't have to set up the 4k camera and the light kit and go to the studio and schedule time and have the mics. I mean, just, watch Rob's talk, get all that gear and you can go set it up real fast, yeah. you know, uh, and just do it. Um, because they're used to seeing that raw kind of video. Um, anyway. So long story short, the answer is if you should be on video or not, the answer is yes and no. <laughs> I think yes. I think yes. Uh, unless you can find somebody else to do it. Because I think at the end of the day, if the question is, should I be on video or should we just not have anybody on video? Uh, or, or in the picture, I think the answer should be, well, I'm going to be on you video. You should be on video. Yeah. yeah. It needs to have people that and real be, voices. Yes. Faces, not places as much as you can, uh, mm -hmm. because that is what will humanize your church so much. It just, mm -hmm. it's not just a graphic, you know, that tells me information Yeah. or a still photo even of people. I don't know if you're a big place. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's okay to let people develop a relationship with you because guess what communicators you're worth knowing. Oh, uh. Oh, that felt so good to hear. You're worth knowing. I mean, it's You're okay. You're worth knowing. It, yeah. And, and I think sometimes we don't think we are because we're never allowed to be in front. And you're, you're worth knowing. You're good at what you do. You are a communicator. You are a pastor. You are a pastor in a, in a lot of ways. Hopefully you take that serious and find some training as well, too, for that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, let's that's, a whole, that's a whole episode. Can we have an episode on that, man? Because... Yeah. That's so real. You are worth knowing. You yeah. do like what you say matters and the way you say it matters. Mm -hmm. And you are showing up in people's homes and in their pockets and in their cars and on their way to school. Yeah. Way more than that hour on Sunday sometimes. And yeah. And, and people might get to know you on social and feel comfortable talking to you just like a pastor and want to call you up. I think that's okay. If you're prepared for that, you, you, everybody understands you're that and your pastor's good with that. You know, like when I was a communication director, here I am running social media. I'm like, I was a youth pastor for 20 years. I've been a worship mm -hmm. leader for 20 years. I have a seminary degree in theology. It's like, I'm totally fine feeling comfortable talking to people about stuff and being pastoral. Totally fine. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if you've got that kind of, you know, if you feel that comfortable with it, Maybe it's something to approach with your, your leadership, you know, but I just wanted you, I want communicators to know that even if you don't have all that, that you're still worth knowing mm -hmm. you're a human being and you, you're, you're, you just have value just because One of, of that. asking things like prayer requests for like, Hey, yeah. how can I pray for you? We should be able to pray for people. Yeah. Like go ahead. Yeah. We should be empowered to do that. One, like, of, my, one of my favorite things is to type out a prayer. 
for somebody. Yeah, or to send it to. on. Hey, so, hey, so and so asked for this prayer request. Can you make sure that you pray for them? like that's no. Mm-hmm. Just no, pray bro. for them. Just pray for them. Just send them, it. write them back. Like that's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. That's that is social media as ministry. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you're going to find out things cause people will tell, tell you things in, in DMs DM. and sometimes even on comments that they would never say to you personally. Um, they wouldn't email to you and they may not even share with the pastor directly. And Do you know, the most revealing thing that I have ever experienced on social media What's that is when you follow your church people back on Twitter. <laughs> It was a whole new world. I was like, oh no, I don't think you know that the church is following you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whole new level of accountability right there. I love it when people are like, well, if you follow them, you make them feel nervous. Like you're watching. I'm like, well, Jesus is watching you. Yeah. Why can't I watch you? (laughs) You And I'm not paying attention as much as you think. Just know <laughs> you have Jesus follower in your bio and what you say, like what you're saying right now is making me uncomfy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, one of my other favorite talks, I, I we got to talk about Nachi. Nachi. Oh, uh, Nachi Lazarus is uh, just a good dude from India and he, he lives there. Um, and super smart. So smart. Has an agency called Open Minds Agency. And he taught, he's the only one in the whole summit that talked about how to do Instagram ads. And boy, did he bring it his whole funnel and graphics and everything were just so helpful. Um, he essentially did kind of the buyer's journey of like tailoring your ads to your people who are in these different stages of their journey. And he kind of contextualized it for the church, which was really helpful. So, um, I could listen to him talk all day. Um, his accent's amazing. I just love that accent. I, <laughs> I, I'm a Ravi Zacharias fan, which is really sad to hear the news this week. He passed yeah. away, but, uh, mm-hmm. Ravi Zacharias is really great. And to me, Nachi sounds just like him tone, everything. And I'm just like, this is amazing. Um, I love so that comforting. Guy. Yeah. It's very comforting, very pastoral in how he talks. Um, and just, uh, this, this, his talk on ads was, um, just really, really helpful. So very highly recommended. Well, none of us, you know, ads cost money. None of us want to waste any of the money that we have. So to be mm-hmm. good stewards, we need to like understand and know how to do these things well. So mm-hmm. um, that was one that isn't just like, oh, this is how to grow your audience. No, this is how to be a good steward of, of our resources too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I wanted I wanted to share a few things that are new in Instagram before we go here. Um, go for it, man. So some new things that kind of were discovered this week, uh, whether they were shared at the conference or not. Um, that with Instagram, uh, the newest, coolest feature is, you know how, when you, you go live on Instagram and you're done with the video and then it says, do you want to save this to your story for people to be able to watch later? So you've got a 30 minute video, you went live or whatever you did, 17, 18 minutes, and you can save it and it shows up in your story for 24 hours, right? Now, not anymore. Now. You can save that live video to IGTV to live on forever. And, yeah. and when you post it to IGTV, you have the same option to put a preview on your feed to it. So they just Beautiful. connected live to IGTV to your feed. Do you see that funnel? Talk about increasing engagement. Do oh you see God. that funnel? Do you see that funnel? Do you see it? 
It's like, oh, look, here's a video I'm watching on your feed. One minute of it. Oh, yeah, I'll keep watching IGTV. Oh, that's not 10 minutes because it's live. I can break the 10-minute rule, and it's a 17-minute video. Mm-hmm. So cool. So cool. Uh, I was so happy when they did that. I'm like, finally, they're figuring out this IGTV thing and how it functions on Instagram. It's awesome. Well, and live videos are so great for engagement, so it yes. encourages live videos because now I can maximize the time that I'm mm-hmm. spending on live, whereas before it was like, well, it's just going to go away and right a day it's too long it was too long for just a live to be 24 hours like i get stories being 24 hours i'm cool with that yeah but the live videos i'm like i spent 17 18 20 30 minutes talking to somebody and and if you don't watch that it's gone in 24 hours it's gone that's kind of like well that's not worth all the effort you know and now yeah no this is great now it's like what's really cool now for like um with lives, you can do things that you can't do anywhere else, like bring people into the live and do an interview. Um, and you can do Q and a sessions that comes up as Q and a for you. That's honestly one of my favorite things that people do Yeah, is a live video and allow people to jump on the video with them. Yes. I love that. Yeah. It's Man, part, I eat that stuff it's, up. It's part of my strategy going forward. Like I'm looking at that now going, I'm going to go live a couple times a week now. You know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out how do I do that? What am I doing? planning out what I want to talk about. So that's not just, Hey guys, what's up? Let's, what are you doing? I'm making dinner. You you can coordinate that. Yeah. Like if that makes you nervous that like, Oh, random people can jump on my video. You can tap heads before you jump on Mm -hmm. and invite people to jump on with you. And just that variety of different faces and a conversation is just, it's just, you know, it's fun to watch. It's engaging to watch. Mm-hmm. It's nice to hear other voices yeah. uh, talk about kill the celebrity. Like if you want to, if you want to kill the celebrity at your church, like use Instagram stories to do that and mm-hmm. bring other people, other people in. Cause we all have something that we can learn from. We can learn from each other. Yeah. I watched a video. I don't even know which church it was. I can't remember. Cause I don't go there. I don't know who it is. I just saw they were live. And mm-hmm. so I tapped on the the live video just to see, what they were doing. And it was like the worship pastor was on the church's Instagram interviewing the children's pastor live and the children's pastor. And he were just kind of talking about clearly the worship guy had some questions lined up because he, yeah. he, he was, he was keeping the interview or he's just good at it. He just was, he was flowing really well, but they were talking about how the kids ministry was going to, this was like at the beginning of the COVID thing. So it was like, here's how our children's ministry is adjusting um, yeah, it's been crazy to be at home. You know, here's some things we're doing at home as a family. You kind of got to see the guy's living room, that's you know, cool. that's fun. That's cool. You know? Yeah. And so I watched that and I don't even know who these guys are. Yeah. And I watched see? it. It's like, it's see? engaging because it's personal and people want that. Uh-huh. But, uh, it was on the church's Instagram account Love that they that. did it. So that's a, one of the features. The other features, one's kind of old, but it added, they added something new, um, in DMs, like I said earlier, you can record a one minute voice message response when someone DMs you. So that's really personal. Uh, you can actually send video responses as well in DMs that are, that function just like stories. So you can send responses as stories. So anything you can do a story, you can do to a video response in your DMs, which is cool. Um, you can also call people on video chat in DMs. Did you know that? Oh, wait, no, really? Yes. You can call people. It's in the top right corner. It's not on the bottom near the message bar. You hit that what? little... Uh, yeah, open it up. And I'm you doing it. I'm opening it open right now. It and so in DMs, there is a top right corner um, little video button. That's what it looks like. What? Are you That's seeing it? That's crazy. 
So you go to your DMs, that little button, there's the one that says it's the pin. <gasps> I'm calling you right now. Yeah, you I are. I didn't know you could do that. You don't have to answer. Don't I just answered. Answer. Answer. Hey. <gasps> oh, oh. Ah. Here's the delay. <laughs> <laughs> Happening yeah. in real time. And look at this. I can even click media and share this as we're talking. Can you see that? I don't I can. You it's a real Spring Creek Church graphic. Yep. And and yeah. so I can share that stuff with you. Can as this we be talk. public? Um no. This is private. This is just private. Wow. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then I have a little camera button. I just took a picture. That's oh, a... you should have told me. I wouldn't have been doing the Okay, picture. One, two, three, ready? That was even weirder. I don't know why, but I'll keep it. All right. So it's got, I've never done this. Uh, oh, you ended the chat. I was going to mess with the buttons. Sorry. Okay. Well, that video oh. chat ended. So you can do, no, call me again. <laughs> I'm going to do this all day. All day long. All day. All right, Captain America. So you can do that in DMs. That's really a cool feature. And if you're looking for ways to make what your church does in response to people, um, that is a great way to do it. I would not call them in response unless they know you're going to call them, but the video yeah. response and the audio response are really cool. Um, if you're working with stories, stories allow you to bring kind of, when you ask questions, things like that, it comes to the stories to, from stories to DMS most of the time. And so from there you can respond with those things and makes that really personal. And it's super easy to go, Hey, Megan saw that you, you know, commented on this thing. I'm totally with you. I'll help you with that. Let me get back to you really soon. Mm -hmm. And then it's a person and not just a text, you know, that they can't see or hear. So it just adds a little level of personality to it that can really help your church humanize a little. I love Instagram, well, man. And if you don't have <laughs> contact information, like if you don't have phone numbers and stuff, but like mm -hmm. it's somebody's birthday, for example. Yeah. You have your staff call saying happy birthday to them. Yeah. Or whatever, like in your staff really meeting, in your staff meeting, send a DM to someone. All right, everybody ready? One, two, three, hit record. Happy birthday. Hey, it's the staff. Wanted to tell you happy birthday. How yeah. cool is that? You can yeah. even do it on video too. But that, so many fun things. That's a great do. feature. Last feature I want to tell you about ready? is, it's really important. It's more of a um, technical thing. A new sticker has been revealed in stories. It is called donation. Yeah. Tell and me how I can use that donation is a little complicated. Um, I did an Insta good show two, three weeks ago where we talked about that a little bit. And, uh, there's a link. If you just Google how to do this, how to set your church up as a nonprofit for the donation sticker in Instagram, if you Google something along those lines, you'll find the guide to, to do it. Set your church up as a nonprofit in the Instagram, Facebook. I think it's through Facebook. You have to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, when someone uses the donation sticker, they have to select where they want it to donate to. So if I post the donation sticker on my story, I select which nonprofit the money that gets donated goes to. So like then it they, brings up a search bar for yes, you to enter right. the nonprofit. You can't just type in whatever you want. You got to find in their database, the, the entity. So you tell people how to do it and they can do this and your church can actually post their own donation sticker on their own thing to donate to themselves so it's a way for people to give to your church through instagram stories and it is secure mm. so it's a really cool sticker 
if you want to use that. Now, I can understand a lot of churches being very apprehensive about doing that, but it is available. So I wanted to tell you about it because it is another way to receive gifts. And one of the things they make very clear is that whoever you donate to receives 100% of what's donated. Oh, so there's no service fees. No service fees. So it goes wow. 100% to whoever you donate to is what they say at the very top. Is that ongoing forever? I think so. I mean, I don't know, but. Because I don't, I don't think, is Facebook that way if you donate through Facebook? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not actually. sure. I, th- I'm, I feel like there are service fees on Facebook. There usually are for things like that. So but maybe it's just like an intro, you know, it like might be it's for free. Now. I don't know. And then once everyone starts using it, they'll, they'll charge us. <laughs> maybe so. It seems, that seems right. That's the way <laughs> for it what goes. Might happen. But, uh, you know, there's, there's usually are fees, but if you're doing online giving, there's fees for that too. I mean, there's always fees in, involved unless you're, I think, right. you know, using one or two that say they don't, but even still somebody's paying them. Somebody's paying those somewhere. It's like, you know, free college. Somebody's paying for it. But, right. um, anyway, there's, that's, that's a really cool sticker that can be used for, um, you know, for your church to, you know, add, especially if you're doing some kind of fundraiser or something specific, you can say, Hey, use this donation sticker. It just goes to your church, but it's a way for you doing like your youth ministry camp fundraiser or, you know, mission trip fundraiser, you know, for whatever you're doing. And it goes, anything you donate on this sticker will be donated to here between these dates. You know, to say and that in the story. make sure you share that. Like, make sure you share those results. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, hey, we got this amount on this sticker day. Like, the day we asked for the sticker, we got this amount, and this is what we did with it. Yeah. I'd love to know if anybody's tried anything with that sticker yet. Yeah. So if you have, let yeah, me know. Yeah, tell us. Seth at SethMuse.com. Tell me or comment wherever you see this podcast and just let me know. Because I'd love to see how that's being used if anyone's using it. Uh, whether you're a church or not, if you know a nonprofit using, I'd love to know how that's functioning for you just to learn more about it. So anyway, that was the Insta Summit. There's so many other talks we didn't even get to. I mean, there were 25 or more mm-hmm. that... Uh, yeah, there were a lot. Three days worth. Three so. days worth of conference. It's so good. Uh, so worth it. So go to theinstasummit.com and pick up a free... Uh, you can't do free anymore. Do the later pass. It's 97 bucks, And that gets you access for pretty much all time to all those talks and a show to your staff and yeah. your friends yep out on staff yes yes there's a lot of giveaways <laughs> and freebies in there too um all the ones that are mentioned as far as like giveaways go are, are done but there's freebies attached to those and um a lot of resources and you know things like pdf files and slide shares and stuff like that that can be really helpful so um go get that stuff anyway well, if you are going to get that t- that uh, later pass, go do that. And if you want the show notes for this show, go to sethmuse.com slash 123. 123. 123. 123. What? What a special number. It is very special. So that's, yeah. uh, that's our show for today. Thank you guys for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. You can find me at sethmuse.com. And Megan, where can people find you? You can find me at meganlouise.com. Okay. And at meganlouiseranson on almost all the socials yeah find me at seth muse on instagram and elsewhere um and then last i'll say if you are interested in connecting with me on a deeper level of friendship join the (laughs) seminary of hard knocks facebook group it's a good facebook group it's pretty fun and i have some things planned for that in the next few months that i'm super excited about does any do any of them involve free slime they involve free stuff. Um, uh, is slime one of them? Yeah. No. 
Bummer. Um, I would be fine posting a recipe for making slime if you want Ooh, to do that. I have a good one. That's okay. Good. Good. I have a good one. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. This is the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. Please subscribe and uh, share a rating review in the iTunes store if you like or felt helped by what you heard. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. Thanks. See you.